0: Check this out. This is The Rippin' Reed
1: featuring Curtis Lewa.
0: Talking about
1: now to the Bernard McGurk
0: Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. This is The Rippin' Read.
1: After the turn of a century in the clear blue skies over Germany. Have never heard like the screaming sound of a big war bird. Up in the sky, a man in a plane, buried by the coffin was his. Yes, slow blast from the past. You immediately took note of the classic 1967 song by the Royal Guardsmen. The Red Baron and Snoopy would immediately have a dream that he was getting on top of his doghouse and going up during World War I and getting into a dogfight with Manfred von Richtenhofen better known as the Red Baron, because back then in World War One, on both sides of the trench lines, in which millions were killed and sometimes maybe a centimeter would be gained in battle, what did both sides in this war of attrition use to try to do surveillance on one another? Balloons! It was the French and the English who sent up balloons. ...with some of their personnel inside the basket... ...with binoculars to spy on the Huns, the Germans on the other side of the trenches... ...and likewise, the Huns, the Germans of uh, von Bismarck... ...actually were put up in balloons to do surveillance... ...against the Brits and the French on the other side of the line. And oftentimes, the fighters who would go up there in planes... ...would shoot down the balloons... And just before the balloon pilots would go down and obviously end up being buried in buried in those hills, they would take uh, what looked like an old-fashioned bomb and drop it from their balloon basket, hoping to do damage against the enemy. That was balloon warfare at its height, World War One. And I had to uh, resurrect, resuscitate that image that many of us grew up with listening uh, when it was top 40. Uh, with uh, Cousin Brucey, who was on uh, Saturdays from 6 to 10, right after his uh, protege, Cousin uh, Vinnie Madugno of uh, 5 to 6, and then naturally Tony Orlando without Dawn on Saturday nights before I come on. And I take you to the break of dawn. In fact, on the weekends, WABC, the acronym stands for Always Broadcasting Curtis. But I did not hear this classic song, not by Vinnie Madugno, not by Cousin Brucey, and not by Tony Orlando without Dawn. And it's so pertinent to this discussion because we're getting all uh, crazy over what we think of balloons. Well, at least when you go back to the previous Saturday, right in the middle of uh, left versus right, I was sitting in these very studios dedicated to Bernard McGurk. And by the way, congratulations, the McGurk family. Welcome into the world uh bernie's grandson all of nine pounds with a little dimple just like bernie had congrats the legacy continues but as i was sitting here all weekend long first with um anthony weiner left versus right saturday street of four that was a weekend ago that's when uh president joe biden gave the orders from headquarters to take down that balloon that had drifted all across the united states from montana to Surfside Beach, uh, South Carolina, where the surfers stopped surfing, to look at the balloon and the golfers nearby in Myrtle Beach, where there are more golf courses than people, were looking up high in the sky and they saw our Top Gun pilots fire their rockets and take what we uh, said was a red Chinese balloon out of the sky. And it drifted into the Atlantic Ocean within the 12-mile limit they kept it into the domestic portion of the ocean and not into international waters. And the Red Chinese insisted that it was for weather observation, weather observation, it was civilian craft, and that they would uh, opt to retaliate at some point. Now, we yet don't know what all the materials are that were recovered, that were brought up from uh, Davy Jones's locker, on the surface uh, of the ocean and also uh, down uh, on the underground of the ocean. We've yet to hear anything from our Pentagon, from the FBI, from our CIA. Nothing. They've taken the code of Omerta about that. But at least, ladies and gentlemen, we saw the video. We tracked the video from Montana where it was first reported by a local newspaper, not our government, until the order was given by Joe Biden to take it down over the coast of South Carolina. Now that... At least we got some information. The rest of the way, we got Ugats, We got bupkis. So you saw back-to-back, belly-to-belly, and the Trinity, the Troika, the trifecta. We had an object, they're calling it now a balloon, something shot down over Alaska. Then the very next day, Saturday, Twinkle Toes, Trudeau tweeted. He didn't even give a speech. In Ottawa, Canada's capital, and said that they called upon the United States in uh, a protective manner for both Canadian pilots and American pilots to go up and take down an object spotted over the Yukon. No, not Dudley Do-Right and the RCMP. The Canadian Air Force, minimal as it is, and the United States Air Force, who was the United States gunner who took it down. And then just yesterday, before the start of the Super Bowl, A uh, craft of some type, no description other than it was an object, maybe a balloon was shot down over Lake Huron again by an American pilot and I said, "Whoa is me are we ever going to get any information from the United States will any spokesperson uh, possibly of the Pentagon or the National Defense Agency or maybe even the president himself in a drug-induced psychosis will anybody answer the question what the hell is going on up there
0: we're calling this an object because that's the best description we have right now uh, we do not know who owns it uh, whether it's a whether it's state-owned or uh, or corporate-owned or privately owned, we just don't know. Uh, we don't. We don't know. As I said, state-owned. We don't know if it's state-owned, um, and we don't uh, understand the full purpose. We don't have any. Comp- we don't have any information that would confirm a stated purpose for this object. Um, we do expect to be able to recover uh, the debris uh, since it fell not only within our territorial space but on what we. What we. I believe, is is frozen uh, water. So uh, uh, a recovery effort will be made, um, and uh, uh, we're hopeful that it will be successful, and then we can learn a little bit more about it.
1: Yeah, that was late Friday. We haven't seen any video. We haven't seen any photographs, and we're expected to believe our government. I don't believe our government. I don't believe the Red Chinese government. I don't believe any of them. Look, the Red Chinese now are claiming that an object, a balloon, something— was floating over one of their naval bases and that they shot it down. Again, no documentary evidence whatsoever. You think I believe uh, Emperor G and his propaganda machine? But likewise, do you think I believe the American propaganda machine? I don't care whose president it is, Republican or Democrat. But in this particular case, what happened to the video What happened to the photographs? Nowadays, when a crime is committed, right, if somebody does a home invasion, we can see the marauders coming into your house. There's video everywhere. We can see them on the outside from the public cameras. We can see them on the inside from your private cameras. But now, all of a sudden, we can't see what these objects are, what these so-called balloons are. I don't believe any of it. And then, all of a sudden, the New York Times, the old gray lady that says... It uh, has enough space to print all the news that's fit to print. Went to press yesterday after a press conference with the Air Force General Glenn Van Herck, who was part of NORAD, the North American uh, established uh, defense machine that keeps us and the Canadians safe and secure from intrusion. He talked about the objects that have been spotted and shot down over Alaska, over the Yukon, it hadn't yet been shot down over Lake Huron, so he was speaking of the two. And the New York Times asked him, Helene Cooper, because you still haven't been able to tell us what these things are that we are shooting out of the sky, that raises the question, have you ruled out aliens or extraterrestrials? And if so, why? Because that is what everyone is asking us right now, which is true. I was consumed with those kind of conversations all weekend long with the many hours that I hosted here at WABC. And then all of a sudden, the NORAD commander said, I haven't ruled anything out at this point. After the press conference, the article with the New York Times was changed. And the paragraph of the NORAD commander saying, I haven't ruled out anything, was removed. So we're talking censorship at the highest levels. Well, let's look to what the actual U.S. Air Force F-35 fighters sent to intercept a mystery object over Alaska that Sarah Palin said she could see out of her kitchen window in addition to Russia. Uh, what they had to say after they had returned to their base. They indicated that when they approached this object, they were interfered with. There were sensors of some type on the aircraft that they shot down. And three unidentified objects generally have been described pretty similarly by the pilots, although we have not been shown any photographs and we have not been shown any video. Remember, the first one, we got a chance to see ourselves over South Carolina, a giant airship. The others are being described as the size of three buses, right? Three separate buses. And the Pentagon keeps insisting it's a spy balloon. China says the monster airship was a civilian craft, but the pilots who actually shot down the craft over Alaska said that the object was actually interfering with the sensors of their aircraft, and they couldn't figure out why because there was no identifiable kind of surveillance equipment on the object. The pilots, the American pilots, were also mystified as to what kind of aircraft they were actually dealing with. According to the American pilots, They were saying that they did not see anything on the object. It appeared to propel it, that it seemed like there was no way that this was actually able to stay in the air. A Pentagon official actually said the object was cylindrical and silverish gray, just like we've seen pictures of UFOs, and gave the balloon-like appearance of floating without any sort of propulsion. So here it is again, a United States government, which for years, for decades, has denied, denied, denied the presence of unidentified flying objects, even though evidentiary documentary video and evidence and photographs have emerged, suggesting that we have been lied to. Not unusual. Our government constantly lies to us, be it a Republican uh, majority or a Democratic majority. But in this particular case, imagine We're blaming the Red Chinese. Now, they're blaming us for floating a balloon over them in somewhat similar dimensions. And think of this, Lou. There's still a balloon floating over South America that nobody seems interested in shooting down. What is it? Transporting kilos of cocaine? First spotted over Colombia and Bolivia? Went over the Amazonian jungles, past Uruguay and Paraguay. Last seen in Chile and Argentina... And nobody is interested in shooting down that balloon. This is a lot of mishigash.
0: Shipping can make or break a sale. So optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com. And use the code POD. That's shipstation.com with the code POD. This is the Riffin' and read featuring Curtis Leewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Leewa. Yeah!
1: I'm a breaker. You know it. We can't wait to break out. Wait till you hear shit the shit rap coming down. up. You don't want to miss it as it was banned on the show this morning. The cabal of Sid, Lou, Macedonian Phil, determined that I should not appear. On a day in which the front pages of the New York Post said it all, going back in crime, record felonies return city to bad old days, the lead editorial in the New York Post, crime is winning, so naturally, they didn't want me to appear. This day, which is the 44th anniversary of the Guardian Angels here and in 13 countries, 130 cities around the world, with a glowing tribute in that same New York post towards the efforts that we made in the Lower East Side to help. Ray, the candy store owner, attacked at 90 who said there were no cops. And now we've become the police department in the Lower East Side. We'll get to that momentarily. But the police have been told do nothing about all the illegal weed shops, pop-up shops, that have sprung up in all five boroughs. At last count, apparently, according to Anthony Miranda, who is the sheriff of New York City, by the way, if you want to know who Anthony Miranda is, he looks like Lurch from the Adams family. You rang Eric Adams. The guy is impotent. He has no enforcement powers. He's not like uh, a sheriff in many of the surrounding counties that are listening to us right now in the tri-state area, where they have uh, powers to arrest, where they provide security for the courts, they transport prisoners, they do patrols. No, 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 no. It's a sheriff's department that was devised only to raise revenue, issue tickets, fines, and basically, we cars and shut down uh, businesses that haven't paid their taxes. Other than that, they are toothless. And as a result, we have 1,400 pop-up shops that laugh, laugh at the many uh, press conferences of late where you have seen Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, talk about how he's going to shut him down, along with Alvin Bragg, who arrests nobody. Yeah, we're going to padlock these these weed stores. And everybody laughs. They laugh. And I got to tell you, the most embarrassing was they were giving testimony before the feckless and weak city council. So there you saw Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, who said, yeah, yeah, we're going to lock down these illegal pop-up weed stores. Then you had uh, Lurch, city sheriff Anthony Miranda, who was cross-examined by the city council, and he goes, well, we can't do anything. We're feckless, we're weak, we fold like a cheap camera, all we can do is write tickets, write tickets. And right across the street, Lou, right across the street, you could see it. Right from the front steps of City Hall in the landmark Broadway building, which also... Houses, many of Eric Adams' staff and various city agencies just 278 feet away from the entrance to City Hall, there's a store called Jungle Boys selling illegal marijuana and marijuana products. Quote, the owner-operator of Jungle Boys said, I'm aware we're selling to not only people in the streets illegally, but we're also selling to City Hall employees that we recognize on a basic business. Our shop is doing brisk business, even after two police raids that had no effect on us since we opened in the fall. We paid the tickets, we're back in business, we're making money hand over fist. Dealing out legal, illegal marijuana, edibles, all kinds of other marijuana-laced products, Everybody who's in this municipal building comes in here. Everybody. People that don't smoke, they do edibles. People that don't do edibles, they do chocolate. The sanctimonious hypocrites. They're in city halls. Hey, yeah, we're going to shut down these illegal weed shops. And there's one right across the street. Right across the street. And on this day, in which another legal weed shop is opening up, And, oh, my God, uh, is um, Greenwich Village the only place that they open up uh, legal weed shops? Remember, they first opened up, and I was there for the grand opening at 4.20 in the afternoon for all the potheads. Outside of NYU, on St. Mark's Place and Broadway, in which they were charging uh, double the amount of money for the marijuana products that are being sold in the pop-up weed shops. Double what's being sold in Washington Square Park openly and in Tompkins Square Park openly. And in fact, you can't get credit from the state weed uh, shops. You can't sample the product, which you can in the black market. you got to show ID, which a lot of people don't want to do to any kind of government agency. And quite frankly, the uh, city and the state legal weed business just can't keep pace with the black market. So, again, today they're opening up the third legal weed shop, and it's on 14th Street in Union Square. So we got 8th Street and Broadway outside of NYU NYU the 1st. Then they opened up on Bleecker Street in Greenwich Village. Now they're opening up at 14th Street, Union Square. That's the uh, northern border of Greenwich Village. Is that the only communities that they're going to open up legal weed shops? They opened up one outside of uh, SUNY in Binghamton. But other than that, the black mar- market mar- marketplace is killing them. And as pot proliferates now throughout New York State, in New York City, in New Jersey, in Connecticut, Amsterdam, the epicenter of pot dealing, has banned marijuana in its red light district. So if you're going into the red light uh, district uh, to have the urge to merge, to fornicate, to copulate on Friday nights and Saturday nights, the women, the men, the non-binary, whatever you want to call them, they sit right in windows, they're available for the right price. You can't be buying weed, you can't be smoking weed. And that's Amsterdam where they have the cannabis bowl each and every year where they do the grades of marijuana that are being grown uh, through hydroponics and outdoors, and they give awards for such. And speaking of awards in the United States... Most of the wards in the past have gone to California-grown pot, especially that that is grown up in the Emerald Triangle, which uh, has Humboldt County uh, reefer, some of it grown privately, some of it that's grown on federal lands. Well, right now, illegal weed is killing licensed California marijuana shops that have been open for years. In fact, Jerry Garcia... A weed product is actually named after Jerry Garcia. It's called Garcia Handpick, the brand name for the late iconic singer of the Grateful Dead. They actually are no longer selling in the legal weed shops in California because they said they can't even meet the cost of doing business because of the high price against the black market, because of the tax, which is exorbitant. Because of the fact that you have to show a uh, a form of identification to purchase it in a legal weed shop in California. And they go on and on and on and list why Garcia handpicked marijuana is no longer being dealt with in the legal weed shops of the Grateful Dead's home state. Because they can't even collect enough money to justify the cost of doing business and we are so far behind, I got to tell you, we are so far behind in terms of rolling out the legal weed shops that we have not followed the uh, Xerox copy that New Jersey set into place that seems to do everything better than us. They do uh, no cash bail better than us. They did it two years before. They did the opening up of the legal weed shops and also the legal use of uh, marijuana for health care. They did that before New York State, and they've done it so much better. But then we're so obstinate, we're so pretentious, we think we do everything the best, and we couldn't be more hopelessly wrong. And also, think about it on the rat front. The mayor of the city of New York, as you know, back on December 7th, said he was going to find a rat czar because of the growing problem of rats, mice, and rodents. And he said he was going on to conduct a talent search. By January 7th, I saw that no rat czar was on the horizon, so I volunteered to become the rat czar. And if you remember, it was right after uh, Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan about rats, mice, rodents, and anything else in this city, uh, went on a tear and said he was looking for somebody who wasn't afraid of rats who would be
0: his hero. I hate rats 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 Rats. i hate rats i hate rats i hate rats i hate rats let me tell you how scared i am of rats the rats may be listening i'm terrified of rats all of you are scared of rats too i had a real rat infestation rats are everywhere we were feeding rats those rats use it as perfume trust me you got rats we were creating an environment where rats felt comfortable see one scurrying down the block we want to get rid of rats we're gonna kill rats kill some rats killing rats a murderer because i was killing rats kill rats and you see a rat and say okay you guys fail the guy blackmailed me he said i know you're scared of rats rats do not run the city rats don't run our city you can be the rats off. fighting crime fighting inequality and fighting rats fighting rats if you're not scared of rats you are you are really you're my hero
1: you heard that last line, Lou, and and Phil. If you're not afraid of rats, you're my hero. Everybody knows I'm not afraid of rats. You look at TikTok, uh, my TikTok post, and it's filled with me holding up rats that I have eliminated and put into the hereafter by the use of feral cats, outdoor cats. By the way. Uh, the schmuck to putz, Chuck E. Cheese Schumer, his answer to incursion by the red Chinese balloons and objects or whatever is to ban TikTok. What a schmuck, what a putz. But anyway, I digress. So here it is on January 7th. I said, Mr. Mayor, you haven't found a rat czar. I volunteered to be the nocturnal rat czar at no expense to the city. I don't want any salary I'm up all night anyway. Everybody knows that. I'm out in the streets dealing with the ever-growing crime problem. Uh, I'll deal with the rat issue because rats are nocturnal too, rats, mice, and rodents. And I've got the feral cats as an answer. And uh, after two days, he basically told me, thank you, but no thank you, and get the hell off of my block with your feral cats. He has no answer to the rat problem. So I'm going to conflate this with an issue that our jack news team here at WABC has been following Flacco, the escaped zoo owl, from Central Park. In fact, it was featured on the animal welfare show that I do with uh, Nancy on Sunday nights, which is the most listened to, the most requested, the most called into of the many shows that I do here at WABC. And we now have a half-hour video every Wednesday that you can see. Go to YouTube. Go to Red Apple Media, and you can see a half-hour video that Nancy and I do to help not only cat lovers, but animal lovers everywhere. But remember the story of Flacco. Initially, Flacco, the Eurasian eagle owl that escaped from the Central Park Zoo, was going from treetop to treetop. And if you notice, uh, Lou, all the bird watchers, you know, had their safari hats on, their sort of Boy Scout uh, shorts on, and their binoculars Going whoop a whoop 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 was trying desperately to lure the Urio Asian eagle owl back into the zoo because they were saying, "Oh, he won't be able to survive because he's been dining on catered zoo food for the past ten years." Flacco will die, and I said, "Oh, contraire! He's an owl. I grew up." My mother introduced me to a uh, fake owl at a very early age uh, when I was five years old at 88th and Boyd in South Ozone Park. And it was my favorite animal. And she, she, she started saying, give a hoot, don't pollute. Whoop-a-whoop, whoop a Well, it turns out that Flacco is proving all of the bird watchers and naysayers wrong and was seen dining on street fair hunting and eating rats all over the weekend. He also posed for selfies with those large orange eyes. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Mayor, I know you listen. Utilize my plan as your volunteer rats are. Feral cats at night and owls at night, and we will control the rat problem. You'll never beat the rats. They're here in perpetuity. But you can have detente if you use feral cats and owls. whoop whoo. whoop Spectacular! Now here's the Sid wrap up. Oi! What we say we won't be banned in the USA. Let me tell you something, this morning I was banned from WABC. Late last night, Sid Rosenberg, the coward that he is, and was, texted me and said, you're not going to be coming on Monday morning at 7.05 like he had promised every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 7.05 in the morning. You get uh, your fiend and foe who comes on as the antidote to all the friends of Sid Rosenberg, who once again uh, basically lip-lock with one another, and basically it's like uh, Barney. You know, it's like, I love you, you love me. So I was told, don't bother showing up at 7.05 this morning. And I felt uh, like uh, the Philadelphia crazy Eagle fans yesterday did. At the end of the Super Bowl, I said, I want to march on WABC. You know, they were scaling lampposts throughout the city. They were chanting F the Chiefs, and they were attacking the cops, which they do on a regular basis in Philadelphia anyway, Black Lives Matter and Antifa. So, hey, how is this any different than normal? Well, I felt like coming right outside of the studios with the Guardian Angels. We were celebrating our 44th anniversary You can read about it in the New York Post. We were outside of Ray's candy store on the Lower East Side. Ray, the 90-year-old, who had been savagely and viciously attacked, he took a licking, came back ticking, and we were there patrolling the Lower East Side because there are not enough cops from the 9th Precinct. And we were celebrating our 44th anniversary, but I was told, no, thank you. And, in fact, if you notice, our Cracker Jack news team, Noam Layden, has texted me and say hey hi we're celebrating the guardian angel birthday today do you have links to the guardian angel video or audio we can use on our website hey you're a dollar short and a day late at at the mother earth connection for courtesy with the guardian angels i've done like a dozen interviews with all of our competitors and look let me tell you something it started this morning listen to the lies perpetuated by sid rosenberg and Andrew Giuliani, who I thought was my friend, but I can see he's being bamboozled. He's being brainwashed against me. As Sid tried to explain why I wasn't on the show this morning, instead of taking responsibility, he basically lateraled it to our owner and operator, John Katzmatidis. In fact, by said. the way, Curtis was supposed to be on this morning. He's now on three days a week. I decided that. 7.05 yeah. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and he was bumped. By John Katzmatius yeah. this morning. First off, John would never have bumped me. He's been a board of director member of the Guardian Angels for like thirty years, along with Margot. They've been great supporters. If Sid would have just said to John, "You know, that's uh, Curtis's spot. It's his forty fourth anniversary," which John and Margot already knew. John would have said, no, I totally understand. No, no, this was a decision by Sid and Sid alone, and I'll tell you why. Because of his love affair with Eric Adams. He's tried to uh, sort of give him tactical air support and saying he's a law and order mayor. He's making this city safer. Well, if you looked at the headlines, the front page of the New York Post, going back in crime, record felonies return city to bad old days, and the lead editorial on the editorial page of the New York Post, Eric Adams... Crime is winning. You're losing. See, Sid didn't want me to talk about that. Let's face that. And Sid didn't want me to point out to everybody, go to the New York Post and see the glowing article that was being done about our patrols in the Lower East Side of Manhattan where there are no cops. And in defense of Ray, the candy store owner, 90 years old, who took a a vicious beating and came back uh, ticking and believes, as I do, improve, don't move. That's what it was. And now I can see he's really working on Andrew Giuliani, really working on him, trying to turn Andrew against me. Why In was there. he so mad? I don't know. Maybe he's maybe he's uh, getting over the hill over here. He didn't hear it. No, he's crazy. He's crazy. He, he's not getting uh, over what? the hill. He's was completely that not insane. Was that perfect alley-oop I him? thought. Yeah, I thought it was. that just a perfect yes, one yes. for him? Yes. And I'm instead, on your side.
0: Drop yeah. the gloves. <laughs> get ready yeah. to go. Not ready for prime time over here. Uh, Curtis, is this how it ends between us? 33 years. You're the memory that I have of the 1989 campaign. And Curtis... Is this how it ends?
1: Yeah. It will be, Andrew. I was there for your father in 1989, the first time he ran for me and lost to David Dinkins, and you were just a little whippersnapper. You remember I was there side by side and every step of the way in 1992. And now you join Sid twice a week as his co-host, and you stab me in the back. Stab me in the back. Don't even talk about our 44th anniversary agreed with him to ban me from this morning show. Well, I'm showing up on Wednesday at 7.05, and I'm telling you, Lou and Macedonia, Phil, you're not going to stop me from coming into the studios and blame it on John Katzmatidis. This was a decision that was made by Sid Rosenberg and my former friend, Andrew Giuliani. I knew, I know now. I should have, I should have supported Rob Astorino for the Republican nomination for governor. Even though he hates me and I hate him ever since I stole the New York State Reform Party from him, I should have backed Rob Astorino. How do you like that? Sid and Andrew together now against yours truly. I will persevere. Happy birthday, Guardian Angels. If you haven't heard it from WABC, you're hearing it from me, Curtis Sleaver. Take that gnome.